Hey everyone, I know a lot of you don't like these kinds of stories, and I'm very aware, but I just want to be able to do different kinds of topics here on the channel. So yeah, I'll still be doing the stalker and creeper stories, but every now and then it's just nice to do something different, you know? All that being said, for those who do watch this, I hope you enjoy it, and remember, send any of your true scary stories to my website at southerncannibal.com. Without further ado, let's begin. So a little bit of backstory and layout of my grandfather's house. When you immediately walk through the front door, there's a door straight ahead to the left that leads to the upstairs, which will be important later in the story. So when I was about 12 years old, I lived with my pops to help him, and I felt like I was on my own, which I really liked. My grandfather was in and out of the hospital for health reasons, being that he was 71. So one day he was at the hospital, and he had a huge TV in the living room, and I was sitting on his rocking chair watching TV. Well, I felt the need to look over my shoulder when I then see someone peeking over the couch. It startled me, and I dropped my chips all over the floor, but I knew I was all alone in that house, but it really scared me so bad. Anyways... I got up to go check it out, but nobody was there. So fast forward a couple of weeks when I heard a few bangs from upstairs. I wasn't about to go up there and look. I didn't want those kind of problems. Well, almost immediately after that, the upstairs door started opening and closing. I acted like I wasn't scared, but I was totally crapping my pants on the inside. I then called my mom and I told her to come get me. Now, I told her when I saw her, and I asked my pops when he got out of the hospital. He told me it was bullshit, and he never actually admitted that the house was haunted. But I know it was, because I have several other stories besides this, where some really crazy shit happened. But I guess I'll save those for another time. My name is Jimmy, and I'm currently 16. Back when I was a little younger, my older sister Ruby had told me about this story that really frightened me. Well, after Ruby had come home from a school excursion, she told me everything that happened while she was over there. She went on an excursion somewhere in the woods, far from home, with around 30 kids and a couple of teachers. Well, nightfall came, and everyone was supposed to be sleeping in this one big room. However, there wasn't enough space for one of the students and so the teacher generously gave one of the students their sleeping space. This now meant that the teacher had nowhere to sleep. Along the dirt gravel road, a couple of meters down from where everyone else was, there happened to be an old house that not many people had been in, but it seemed like it was just going to have to do for the teacher. All by themselves, the teacher walked down to the house and entered it. There was a couple of doors leading to small bedrooms, although they were all locked, except for just one of the rooms. The room was tiny, and it had a bed and a table right next to the bed with a lamp on it. The teacher entered the room and began to lie down to sleep. They turned off the lamp and closed their eyes, and then shut the door. After turning the lights off for five minutes, the teacher was woken up to the sound of breathing. Really heavy breathing that sounded like it was right in his ear. He then quickly turned the light on, and it stopped. There was nothing to be seen, and the room was empty, so he thought it was just his mind messing with him, 
but he turned the light off again, and it happened again. Breathing that became louder and clearer as he let it sink in, before he once again had to turn the light on. The teacher was terrified by this, so he had left the light on all night just to be safe. The next morning when he woke up, he walked back to all the students, and he had told my sister Ruby about what had happened, and then no matter what, never go there. To give a little background on myself, my name is Alex, and I'm from the UK. Growing up, I was often treated as the black sheep of my family. My parents were busy at work, with my father being a bank teller, and my mom working as a therapist. All of my siblings, four brothers and a sister, were grown, and they had already left the house a long time ago. To add into this, I used to be great friends with one of my teachers at school. Now, I was a bit of a loner at school, so I would often eat my lunches with my teachers whenever I could. The story takes place when I was 17. I remember being told to go clean out the attic as some of my family members were coming over to spend the night of Christmas with us. The attic was really cold and it smelled off as I was cleaning it out. I kept hearing these low growls and really small voices. Throughout my whole childhood, I had only owned one dog, a Sheba named Flip. But during that time, I didn't own any pets, so I tried my best to ignore it while cleaning up the dust-cluttered attic. But I had soon stopped dead in my tracks as I then saw something hunched in the dark corner of the room. It had glowing yellow eyes and it was shaking back and forth. Me being me, I ran the hell out of there. I tried to tell my father about it, but he only laughed at me and he thought I was trying to start some kind of prank with him. He told me, there's no such thing as ghosts, Alex. You gotta be kidding me. Till this day, my father still doesn't believe in my story. He still thinks it's a prank. Through the rest of the day, I kept it to myself until I was 19, and those same noises started to become bigger. I started to hear it in our garage at night, and sometimes I'd even hear it in my room. I decided to dig a little deeper into this in search of the history on the house. Well, come to find out, there was once a death and a suicide inside this house. I was soon then visited by the same haunting creature. The creature was now near my bed in my bedroom. I had noticed a rope right around its neck. Its skin was pale as the driven snow, and it had these strange etchings of blue in its skin. I again ran out to go tell someone about it. I told my mother, and she actually believed me. I found out that my great-great-grandmother was the original owner of this place. She was really young when she had my grandmother. She was also apparently mentally insane. What my mother told me made my blood run cold. She said that my great-great-grandmother had apparently murdered a neighbor inside of the home, and then she killed herself. I'm now 32 years old, and I hope to never encounter this thing ever again. I was about five or six years old when this happened. My family has had a history of ghost stories, from my dad having his bed shake at night, to my mom seeing a little boy with a blue baseball cap who lived in the basement. Now, I didn't really believe any of this until my own first encounter. Me and my younger brother Dylan had shared a room in the basement. My dad was remodeling it, but it still had our stuff in there, and the carpet was torn up, so the ground was just concrete. One night I had gotten in trouble with my dad for being up too late, 
and before my dad left for work, he said that I had to sleep in that room for a night as a punishment. Since the room was still in construction and didn't have an actual bed, he had moved me a cot in there. So as he set it up and he put me to sleep, I was really terrified to even be in there. It was really cold and dark, with only the moonlight shining through the small window close to the ceiling. I was in the middle of the room under my covers, just trying to fall asleep. After a while, I finally did. I woke up in the middle of the night staring at the ceiling. I moved my head looking at the wall, and I noticed something moving at the ceiling from the corner of the wall. It was a small blimp floating across the wall. It looked like it was made of old newspapers and was just floating across. I was frozen in place, watching this thing go across the room. It started to descend, and it crashed on the floor. My curiosity was very high, and I was very young, and I really wanted to know what it was. But in fear, I just fell back to sleep, just wanting this night to be over. The next morning, when my dad woke me up, he asked if I was okay, and I told him what had happened, but he just tried to console me and tell me nothing was there. But I know what I saw, and it was definitely there. That really made me feel off about ever sleeping in that room again. I was 16 years old when this happened, and I finally had my own room in the basement, which is the same room that got remodeled where the newspaper blimp encounter happened at. Being in this room always felt off. I always had to keep the light on to sleep, and if I had it off, it always felt like I was being watched at night. My mom was a very light sleeper, and she always woke up in the middle of the night and came in our rooms to check on us sometimes. One night I had my lamp on with a shirt over it, to make it a little dimmer because the light would hurt my eyes when I tried to sleep. I was woken up by my name being called out, and I then sat up and saw what I thought was my mom in the doorway. I had stared at her and just said, Mom, is that you? And silence. I got no response from her at all. Mom, what's going on? I asked one last time. My heart began to sink every time I asked for my mom, and I started to breathe more heavily, and it just got colder in the room. The reason that I thought it was my mom was because my mom always wore a white robe, and she always wore a towel over her head after a bath. So I thought she was up late and took a bath, and then came to check on me. But this wasn't my mom. Whatever this thing was started to fall back into my door and then began to disappear. And as you can imagine, my body enveloped in fear from seeing this. I decided to try and sleep. I wasn't really the flight type to be curious and burst up. I just froze in my tracks and fell back to sleep. So far, this has been the last encounter that I've had in that house. I honestly don't know what will happen next. This story is about a haunted house that my brother used to live in. I'm a female, and at the time, all this happened when I was in my mid-twenties. This first story is a bit short, but the second story is a bit creepier. So me and my cousin, we'll call her Lynn, decided we wanted to go to my brother's house and try and video things and see if we could catch anything. At the time, we were really big into watching tabs. I called my brother and I asked if we could come and film inside his home. At first he told me no because he didn't want us to make whatever was in the house angry. I told him that we wouldn't provoke it or say anything. We really just wanted to film inside the house. 
Finally, he said okay, and he stated if it doesn't want you here, it'll definitely let us know. So a few days later, I was home alone during the day, and I kept hearing banging on the outside of my house. I would go and check it out, but there was nothing there. I never told anyone about this. Well, the next day, Lennon called me, and she asked if I was playing a prank on her, because something kept banging on the side of her house around 3 in the morning. Now, we lived around 45 minutes away from each other, and I wouldn't dare to do that to her. When she told me what had happened, I had gasped because the same exact thing happened to me, and that's when I realized what my brother said. If it doesn't want you here, it'll definitely let you know. So, we punked out, and we never did go exploring in his house. So, about a year later, my brother worked out of state a lot, and he was single at the time. He had asked me to go by his house to go get his mail and take care of anything he needed for him. He gave me an extra key to the house. Luckily, I didn't go inside because the house really spooked me out. Then one of his friends had asked to move in for a little while, and he said sure. The friend's name is John. He gave John the key to his house, and my brother had called me, and he said he was in town and needed the extra key. So he came by, and I gave it to him. Well, about another week later, my brother had to leave for another job that was out of state. He told me he left the key in a smoker under the carport. I went to go get the key a few days later, and I looked everywhere, but I couldn't find the key. I called my brother to ask him about it, thinking maybe he forgot to leave it for me. But once again, he said he put it in the smoker. I went to check yet again, and no key. I thought that I was just overlooking it, so me and my friend Lynn from before went by so she could help me look for it, and again, no key. I finally called John and I asked if he had removed the key from the smoker. He informed me that he hadn't. He told me to hang on for a while and went and looked for it in the smoker. When he got back on the phone, he told me the key was sitting in the smoker, just like my brother said. I told him to just put the key in the house and that I didn't need it. I called my brother and explained what had happened and he laughed and then said to me, well, I guess I didn't want you in the house. Later on, my brother gave me the key again, and I put it in a little cubby in my SUV. The next time he needed it, it was gone, and we never found it. I told him to never give me another damn key again, because whatever it was doesn't want me there, and I didn't care to deal with it anymore. So yeah, those are my stories about my brother's haunted house, and whatever the fuck that thing is that's living there. This is a series of events that had happened over a two and a half year period. I'm just going to go into the main ones. Everything I'm about to tell you is absolutely true. I'm not even sure if you can use this, but here goes. My wife and I were married in 2011. A few years after we were married, we moved into a downtown condo on the 21st floor of a high rise. It was small, but it was within walking distance to a lot of the bars and restaurants in the area. It was honestly really perfect for a young couple just starting out. I didn't notice anything too strange with the condo. At first, just small things, like coming home to picture friends being knocked over, strange shadows in the corner of my eye, and smaller objects being in a different spot than I left them. I kind of just chalked up to my wife being either clumsy or moving my things around. For a little background, 
I'm much more of a night owl on the weekends than my wife. She liked to go to bed around 9 or 9.30, and I would typically stay up until about midnight or so watching movies and drinking beer. A few months after we moved in, my wife had gone to bed, and I was staying up to watch a movie. Around 11 p.m., I had heard something fall in the kitchen. My wife kept a shelf in the kitchen with various snacks, and the packet of soda crackers had fallen off the shelf. I found this a bit odd, because the shelf had a one-inch limp right around the edge to keep things from sliding off. I put the crackers back on the shelf, grabbed a beer, and went back to my movie. Well, about 20 minutes later, I heard something fall in the kitchen yet again. It was the soda crackers. None of the other snacks had fallen off the shelf. Again, I didn't think too much into it. But in the months that followed, this would happen nearly every weekend. My wife would go to bed, and those crackers would fall off the shelf to about one to three times per night. One night about six months after we moved in, per usual, my wife had gone to bed, and I was drinking beer and watching a movie. And while into my movie, I see something fly across the kitchen and go crashing into the cabinets on the other side of the room. I walked into the kitchen, and the packet of soda crackers had now flown about eight feet across the room. As I got to the kitchen to put them back on the shelf, it had seemed like the temperature had dropped to about 10 to 15 degrees in this room, even though it was an open layout and should have been the same temperature as the living room. I got the chills, and I did not feel alone in there. For the first time, I couldn't write this off as something explainable, and I thought there could be something sinister living with us. I had told my wife all about it the next day, but she just laughed it off, saying I probably drank way too many beers and I've been watching too many scary movies. Well, a few months later, my wife and I had gone out with friends for drinks and a light dinner. When we get home, we were both really tired and we went to bed fairly early. I woke up in the middle of the night and I wanted a snack, as I hadn't really eaten much that day because of the light dinner I had. I got out of bed just in my underwear and I went into the kitchen to go grab a snack. I didn't turn any of the lights on as I didn't want to disturb my wife. I was standing by the kitchen sink eating some leftovers, half asleep in the dark, when the temperature in the room suddenly dropped about 20 degrees. I was instantly fully awake and I didn't turn around. I was standing there holding my dish when I could feel what I could only describe as a cold breath on the back of my neck, colder than the temperature that had already dropped. That's when my skin began to crawl. People often throw that term around, but it had never actually happened to me before, and it has never happened since. It feels like there are dozens of rats just running around under your skin. That's when I heard the soda crackers fall off the shelf. I knew I was done. I threw my dish into the sink, breaking it, and then ran out of the kitchen as fast as I could. I hid under the covers like a fucking five-year-old, and I didn't sleep much for the rest of the night. I told my wife about it the next day, but she said I probably just had a bad dream, or I was sleepwalking. The next year or so was pretty quiet. Even the soda crackers were falling less and less. My wife had given birth to our first child, and we were really thrilled. When he was a few months old, we moved him into the nursery that my wife had made in the spare bedroom. Things were going well with the new transition into the crib. When he was about three months old, my wife had put him to bed as usual, and she came to tell me she was going to bed. I told her I was going to finish my show and come to bed too. About 20 minutes later, our son starts screaming, and I mean screaming. Now, I had really gotten to learn his hungry cries, his thirsty cries, his full diaper cries, but this was all out screaming, 
and it was something that he had never done before. My wife and I rush into the room and we try everything we can to get him settled down, but nothing works. After a while, he finally screams himself out and falls back to sleep. We get out of his room and remark how strange that was and that we had never heard him scream like that before. She said that she was going back to bed and I said that I had just a few minutes left in my show and that I would be in there soon. About a minute after I sat on the couch, my wife comes into the living room looking white as a ghost and shaking. Did you go back into the baby's room just now? She asked. No, why? I replied. Well, when I lay down in bed, I had the baby monitor right next to me and I heard the creepiest laugh come from the monitor. It sounded like a horrible witch's cackle. Could you go into his room and check if there's someone under the crib or in the closet? I told her I would. I went in there and I instantly felt the room so much colder. I checked under the crib and the closet, but there was nothing. Some kind of entity had either hurt or scared our son and was laughing about it over the baby monitor. It had took a long time, but my wife finally believed me. We started looking for a place in the suburb shortly after this and we ended up buying a house that she fell in love with. I groaned when I heard the place was built in the 1850s as I thought it would be more haunted than the last place. But luckily, in the seven years we've had it, absolutely nothing. 